Welcome to the Bliss Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast and please enjoy the show. What was funny was because as I was going to work throughout the, um, you know, during the week, Mike was actually connected with my mom because oh, my, wow. my mom was already, my parents were already retired. Uh-huh. So. And they loved me. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, like, which was, you know, I didn't really know because I was at work. I didn't really know what was um, happening while I was at work because when I would come home, you know, we would, you know, make dinner or whatever, but my parents are kind of ones that stick, stay to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they would just, you know, be, do their own thing, be in their room, kind of watch their own um you know filipino shows and whatnot and i remember when mike was kind of debating you know what he where he wants to live what he wants to do my mom actually was the one who asked him why why would he want to leave our house and so technically my mom had him she recruited me (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to the podcast today we have two very special guests They come from two opposite sides of the country and their adversities have led them to find each other on Tinder. After finding each other, they found their true passion in helping others and they are now building an empire in the financial industry. Please help me welcome to the podcast, Ike and Casey Harris, AKA the Harris Hustle. Uh, Welcome guys, welcome. What's up Isaac? So, um, you know, I'm glad to have you guys. Obviously, you guys are great friends and uh, business partners. uh, But we always start the podcast with kind of getting to know the person because I feel like when people get to know you, they know your story, they connect with you better. So obviously, you guys are from two opposite coasts, right? But, uh, you know, you guys can pick who wants to start first, you know, tell us where you grew up, where you were born, all that kind of stuff. Uh, since majority rules, I, I'll go California first. Sure. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Right. All right, Casey, um, tell us, tell I, us about it. Yeah, I was born and raised in Oakland, California, okay. um, and I grew up in a in a the street where it was probably the worst street ever. Um, <laughs> Seminary Avenue, but um, when I was there in like the '80s and '90s, it was called the Cemetery. Wow. So um, it was really, really rough, uh, you know, but my, you know, my parents immigrated from the Philippines and, you know, as immigrants, they kind of just go wherever and they don't really know what's happening and they kind of just make their way and Oakland was, was the area. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I kind of moved around growing up um, that was kind of like one of my first tastes to adversity was that kind of being shuffled between um, areas and honestly, it was just my parents just really just trying to get by, yeah. you know. Um, and then from there, you know, I kind of it kind of led me to not not be comfortable staying in one place for so long. So I did spend um, after high school, I did spend a lot of my early twenties just moving from place to place to place to place. Um, and honestly, I haven't really stayed in one place too long until I got to like my 30s. <laughs> so so how long did you spend in Oakland before you moved? Like how I, old were you when you guys left Oakland? When we left, I was probably a 
about, well, my parents were there longer, um, but because of the school district, I actually went to school um, in Union City. Okay. That, you know, if for those who are from the Bay Area, they kind of understand like the night and day as far as school system. Um, but for those who are not, it's kind of going from like, you know, the hood in LA to Beverly Hills type. So um, my, my weeks were, were really confusing because I, you know, I would spend my school days at an aunt's house who had a really, really nice house, a really, really nice neighborhood where you can walk to school at five years old and nothing happens. Um, and then coming back to my parents on the weekend where I couldn't even go outside, yeah. you know? Um, Crazy. Right. So, uh, but we, all of us as a family, we left uh, when I was probably about 10. Okay. So your parents basically uh, used your aunt's address so that you can go to school in Union City? No? Yes. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. so did you go to high school in Union City or did you go to high school somewhere else? Nope. I went to high school in, in Hayward. So oh, okay. South Side Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's another, uh, that's not another place that's not so great, but it's better than Oakland. Um, and I actually spent half of my high school in Las Vegas when it was booming, um, and then half in Hayward. Wow, so you did move a lot. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. Um, and you your parents came from the Philippines. Have you ever been to the Philippines? Yes. So growing up, we used to go every year or two, uh, but I haven't been back since 2005. Okay. Uh, yeah. so, so like, as you get older in life, you kind of just stop going. <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you on that. And it's funny because you did grow up in Oakland when it was like really hood. Like a lot of people say, oh, Oakland, no, no, no. 80s and the 90s, Oakland was bad. You know what I mean? Like now, <laughs> like now you go to Oakland and it's super gentrified. You know what I mean? It's still got yeah. some pockets, you know? Yeah. I mean, have you been to Oakland recently? Yeah. So the funny thing, when we met, I he wanted to know where I grew up. And I was like, look. I'm gonna take you there. We're gonna dr literally drive through the street and I'm not gonna stop. And I'm yeah. gonna slowly stop and kind of just point to the house, but we're gonna keep on going. Yeah. Um, and that's literally what I did. And once I turned off to the main street, this was like two o'clock in the afternoon. There was like yellow tape everywhere already. Wow. And I was like, this is why we're not stopping. We're, Crazy. Gonna, keep, we're gonna keep going. Um, I loved it. But, <laughs> and then um, maybe like, you know, fast forward, um, a couple years after, you know, he gets, you know, we are starting off with the business and he meets a client in, in that neighborhood because guess where I'm going? I'm like, why are you, why are you going there? Yeah. He's like, there's a coffee shop now. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, what do you mean there's a coffee shop? Like, there's a coffee shop. They have Wi-Fi. They have Wi-Fi. People <laughs> in their suits. Hipster People are walking their dog. Yeah. I was like, that's not Oakland anymore. Yeah. That's not Oakland. Uh, nah. So if anybody says Oakland, I know you grew up there when it was pretty bad. Because the 80s and 90s, Oakland was pretty bad. Now, like like you're saying, uh, there's coffee shops. And I mean, it's okay. I guess it is what it is. But just so people understand out there in the YouTube world that, you know, when you were growing up there, it was pretty bad. Right? Yeah. So so you, you went to high school in California and Vegas. So did you guys move to Vegas during your high school years? So... I was one of those teenagers that uh, was a little hard-headed, a little stubborn. <laughs> Product of living in Oakland in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, there you go, right? Yeah. 
Um, and so my my mom felt um, the only way to maybe help me quote unquote get on the back on the correct path was to again send me off to my aunt who was going to move there. Um, and it was it was during the time where it was literally starting to build up and starting to boom. Um, and she knew that my high school was a brand new high school in the middle of the desert and there's nothing around. So if I wanted to cut school, I would have no reason to because there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, and our house was about almost 10 miles from the school. So we had to literally take a, like, you know, like the buses that come and pick the students up. Yeah, that's that was the life I was living. And if I missed that bus, I wasn't going to school. Wow. Um, and so that kind of, <laughs> and then so at that point I was like, man, it honestly made me miss home. I was like, I can't do anything. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Uh, um, I'm, everyone knows where I'm at because if you're not at school, then you're going to be stuck at home and there's no one going to be around because everyone's at school. Right. So, so you kind of got sent to like a boarding school. So yeah. yeah, but it wasn't really, right. but it kind of was, right? It was. Yeah. And then um, and to kind of uh, keep me on that path, Unfortunately, my brother was kind of like the force to come with me. <laughs> and he's like two years younger and he was um, going to be a freshman. So he definitely was going to be at school with me. And during that time, um, unfortunately, he was one that would tell on me if I wasn't doing oh, the right thing. <laughs> Not only did they send you boarding school, they sent you someone that was watching you all the time. Sent her a snitch. Yeah, <laughs> a little watchdog. I was like, man. Yeah. So speaking of that, so you have a brother. Do you have any other siblings? Nope, it's just my brother and I. Is he younger or older? Yep, he's younger. He's two years younger. Oh, okay, gotcha. So he was the watch guard and you were off on the boarding school. Yep. So yeah. I have a question though. Do you feel like it was a good thing for you that you didn't go to the Oakland schools? Like do you have friends that you grew up with that maybe they yes. went, down, went down a different path because they yes. did? It's funny because my, my brother and I actually reflect back on that. Um, and the schools, we have friends that went to those schools and if we would have stayed, I probably honestly would have like, no lie, a bunch of kids. Somebody's baby mama. <laughs> yeah. um, Should be somebody's baby mama. My, we wouldn't be all right yeah, here right now. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I probably would have have some kind of record um, my brother probably would have been one of those. Well. Tenios. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just, yeah, because it was just everyone that we were around. Um, now that's that's where they went, and you know what they say is, whoever you know, your five closest friends, you're pretty much going to be the average of them. So that's okay. that's all, you know, what the commonality, common denominator they had. You know, more re more than likely, we would have been like number six. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, you mentioned something in the beginning about immigrants, they come here, they come here for a better life, but they don't really know, like there's areas that are good and bad. Right. They just they just go where they can afford and they work yeah. hard. So I, I had a guy named Brian Avila on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And he was talking about he's from Eastside Salinas, which is pretty much like Eastside Oakland, right? right. And he was just saying that it's just really tough for immigrants because they come here, they work so hard, but then they end up in these areas and then usually a lot of their kids are lost in the streets. Mm -hmm. But luckily, luckily your parents were smart enough at least to to leverage your aunt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then and then and then use that. So that's awesome. So now 
Um, we'll, we'll go to you, Ike. Uh, let's talk about you. You know, you're from the other coast. So yeah. I, know, I know, you know, from, so let's talk about that. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Um, that? Uh, well, first and foremost, man, you know, thank you for having us, man. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here right now. Oh, um, you know, I, I guess I would say I grew up the opposite of Casey where she was moving all around. I was in one spot most of my life. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm from New York, born and raised, um, Brooklyn to be exact, right? Brooklyn. Never, you never want to confuse the boroughs, right? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm born and raised from Brooklyn, you know, birthplace of Michael Jordan, home of Biggie Smalls, Jay-Z, you know, uh, just to mention a few greats. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I grew up in the projects. I grew, I grew up in a community, basically, you know, um, New York City is is known for their, their, for lack of better words, the project housings, right? So there's different, um, each borough has different housing communities. Uh, Brooklyn alone got over 80 different housing communities. And I grew up in Canarsie, uh, a, the southern, the one of the most southern parts of Brooklyn in a project known as Bayview. Okay. Because we live right next to a bay, right? So bay, you, right? It's funny how yeah. bay views all over the place. There's a bay yeah. view in San Francisco. There's a bay view everywhere, right? Hey, a bay view in Hawaii too, right? There's probably is a bay view in Hawaii. And, um, you know, so me growing up in the projects, I had the luxury, I call it the luxury of a childhood to where some people that I went to elementary school with, they still my road dogs to today. You know, um, some people that I've gone with, they're still, you know, still living in projects. You know, I, I had family who lived in those project houses. And, you know, I grew up in a time where the village kind of raged, raised the children to where you go outside. You know, if my mom is in the house, I got other people's moms that know my mom. So if I try to do something stupid, you know, the village raised the children. Exactly. Right? And, um, you had a bunch of moms. It wasn't just your mom. I, I had a whole bunch of moms, you yeah. know. Um, but don't let my mom hear that because she was like, no, you got one mom, <laughs> right? No, Everybody mom, else. don't be like that. <laughs> no, I love you, mom. If you ever yeah. watch this, you know, you're my, you know, you need my shining star, right? Yeah. Uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I grew up there uh, most of my life. You know, um, I have two sisters from my mother's side. My dad, he got a whole basketball team. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's just how, how things rock and roll out, out yeah, there. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so I had an older sister. I had a younger sister. Um, my older sister was the one who got in all of the trouble. Mm -hmm. So it, it made it easy for me to just slide under the radar and go do what I want to do because a lot of focus was on her okay. until she decided to move out of the house or out of the apartment. Yeah. Uh, my mom, my mom and my dad, probably they got separated a long time ago, long, long time ago. And uh, my mom got into another relationship, which you know, I grew up to be my stepfather. So I've known him really since I was like five, wow. you know, he, he's still with my mom to this day and they have a child together. So my youngest sister's 11 years younger than me. Now, my mom, she did everything that she could to try to keep me in the house, right? Because, you know, yeah. with everything going on, especially in the eighties, you know, in the eighties in a lot of areas, it was, it was bad, yeah. you know, especially in Brooklyn, man. So my mom, she tried to do everything to keep me in the house because she knew if I walked out of there, you know, chances are I'm going to go left, I'm going to go right, end up dead or in jail, right? That's the right. statistics. Um, but, you know, as I got older, we only had two bedrooms. So my myself and my older sister shared one bedroom. When she moved out, it was all good. But then my little sister, I'm now sharing a bedroom <laughs> with. Ironically, I was actually born in the bedroom that I, I grew up in. Wow. Like my mom, she couldn't even make it to the hospital. 
Like, so I was born in that room. And um, so my, my older sister, my younger sister, she started getting up, growing up. And, you know, I knew I had to get out of there because, you know, yeah. she's a little girl. You know, she's starting to come into her young age where, you know, she's a, you know, she's a girl, you know, and I'm yeah. like, oh, get out of here. I yeah. need to get out. Like, I need luckily, you know, I moved into the next apartment building where a friend of mine, he had like an extra room. So I took that and that's how my, my independence started to, to come about. Yeah. My mom probably still to this day want me to come home. I'm like, no, you yeah. know, uh, then I moved out, but I, I, I got my own apartment eventually, but I ended up living in Canarsie in the Canarsie area still to not be too far from, you know, Bayview houses. Uh, you know, I worked as a security guard, never really cared about my SATs. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if you notice this um, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but both you and, and Casey grew up in very bad neighborhoods, but you had smart parents to try to keep you away from it. Yeah, yeah they tried, she tried, she yeah. tried, she tried. Yeah, like you both grew up in basically like the hood, but you had very intelligent parents that said, okay, we're going to try to protect our kids anyway, yeah. anyway, how, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. So I yeah. thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. And you know, my dad, he, he, you know, he's from the streets. So, you know, he was very influential in the, in the community um, from that perspective and everybody that I was growing up with, you know, I think it's all about choices at the end of the day. But one thing that they instilled in me was to be a leader, not a follower. Yeah. You know, so not to disrespect anybody, but, you know, I never really wanted to turn to the gangs or nothing like because it didn't make sense for me, like follow a group of guys that make them and you got to go do bad things because of what they tell you to go do that. That never made sense for me. I was chasing girls. That's what made sense. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> come into this world. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> um, a different sport. So I, yeah. <laughs> that was my sport for real. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, man, that was my childhood in Canarsie. Yeah. So uh, I have a question. Um, when did you come to the West Coast? Um, so I came to the West Coast in 2015. Okay. And it was something that I would honestly never have expected in my life to happen. Um, like I said, I was doing a lot of security work. Um, just working, right? Just working to survive kind of thing. Uh, I got invited to go to Costa Rica with a cousin of mine for his, for his, uh, I guess, post-bachelor party. Uh -huh. And in Costa Rica, I was doing different ex excursions that I never experienced in my life. So I started to learn a lot more about how to trust myself, right? And one of them, one specific one was ATV riding. So we rode ATVs all through this little jungle area and, and, the, and the stop was a, a cliff where you had to climb up the cliff and then jump off of it into like the water. Wow. I wouldn't advise that for anybody, but <laughs> you know, it's like once we climbed up, you couldn't, you, you couldn't climb down. So you had to jump, but that jump considered, you know, I think that's something that woke something up in me, man. It was really like that leap of faith. Like yeah. I learned how to trust myself. So Long story short, I get back to New York. I immediately put my two weeks notice in for one of my jobs because I'm like, you know what? That's not worth my time anymore. Right. I need to keep my options open. I get a phone call as I'm, I, I started to study the real estate uh, market in at that time. I got my licenses in, in real estate in New York. And then as I started to get acclimated in the, the, the city, I got a phone call from a friend and he was he, he basically said, hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm moving to California 
and you know I want to go get into the weed game right and um I just need a little bit of help I know you did security back in the days I'm a little guy I need some muscle mm. and I said it took me two seconds to think about it and I said how soon before you leave me wow he said two weeks and I said you know what I'll be ready that's awesome. and you know I left literally left everything there's people who don't even know that I still left you know, kind of thing. So I just packed a little bag and then I moved to California and, you know, tried to figure it out out here. Just taking that leap of faith. I was just open to anything at that point, man. Yeah, it and, seems uh, like that jump really changed everything because you meant that jump and then you jumped all the way to the West Coast. <laughs> all the, way to the West Coast, yeah, man. And um, I learned a lot along the process too. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. So you guys mentioned your adversities brought you guys together. And uh, so let's talk about that. Like, what were the adversities you guys faced? How did you? How did that make you guys connect? So when he went to California, I was actually living um, in San Diego. Okay. Um, and when I went to San Diego, um, I, I went there for a job transfer, um, a higher position. And at the time I was dating someone who also lived in San Diego. So I was like, okay, well, I thought that was gonna be like where I was probably gonna settle. Um, but the minute I got there, it was the complete opposite. Like probably within 30 days, my whole life was like chaotic. And I was like, what the heck? Right. And then for me, it was like, well, I don't want to, within 30 days, I don't want to just turn around and then move back up North. Cause then my parents are going to be like, what the heck happened? Yeah. You know? Um, and then, um, it would be like another set of adversities that I would have to explain. And then I'd be like, oh my God, well, I don't really want to explain. So I literally was like, okay, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to try to figure it out. I'll just break up with this guy and then just focus on my career. I was um, in mortgage management. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just keep working. Um, but things just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and then within towards the end, it was, this was the end of 2015. Okay. So holidays of 2015, I did not spend with my parents because to be honest, I did not want to ask them to ask me how my life was going because it was crap. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to admit to them because then I was like, you know what? I'm, so I kind of just spent it to myself. Um, and then New Year's Day, things got even worse. So now here it is, New Year's Day, 2016. Um, and I got to the breaking point where I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna have to suck it up. Um, and I'm just gonna have to move back up north. Like it got that bad where it's just my, the associations, the environment, um, the people around me, it was just not, no good. So February, 2016, I moved back up north with the tail between my legs. <laughs> knocking on mom and dad's door and be like look I just I just need somewhere to stay for maybe like a month I'm gonna get and then I'll get out of your hair um and I'll find my own place and everything will be okay so um in 2016 is when I turned 30 so um and my parents to be honest they they felt bad for me <laughs> they felt bad for me um and they threw me a surprise 30th birthday party so this is March 2016. Um, I 
you know, and then I, right after that, I got a nice job offer and I was like, okay, things are starting to look up again. Um, so I was going to start April 1st. Um, and around that time, my cousin was like, you should. Hey, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> So I got to bring you to my 2015 now. Okay. This is how it's about to all connect for you, right? And it's funny because it was 2015 for you and for her. Right. So I'm in in California, 2015. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Remember, I just said prior to that, I I was working really just surviving, bro. Just really surviving. Not really knowing what in the world I was going to do with my life. I was, you know, in music. Um, wanted to be in the music scene, but you know, my, my, the partner that I was with, he was not, it wasn't the passion anymore. Um, yeah. But anyway, that Costa Rica trip only happened because I, I was going through a bad breakup. So, you know, I was with this, 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 uh, a female, right. And, you know, I guess call it my karma. Cause I was a dog back in the days. Yeah. And then, I turned around and got ended up getting dogged out and like in my eyes, I guess, you know, the end of the world in my eyes. And I kind of lost myself for a minute and really didn't really didn't know who I was. And it came to a point where I had to look myself in the mirror and be like, yo, bro, you need to snap out of it. Like, do you know who you are? And then I looked at myself and I was like, yeah, I do. Get your ass together, get your shit together. Right. And then I got that call. I went to a party and saw one of my cousins who was getting married. Only because I decided to go to that party to go get some steam off, then I was invited to Costa Rica. And only because I went to Costa Rica, then I started learning and taking those leap of faiths. And then when I got back, the only reason is because that I took my my two weeks notice and everything. And then I got that phone call from somebody wanting to go to California. And so everything, every, I guess every single choice that I had to make led me to go into California, right? And even in California, the the goal that we were trying to accomplish never really happened, right? The person that I came with, it wasn't working out, right? It wasn't working out. I guess we had, we grew up with two different morals and values. And, you know, so we would kind of bump heads. I would still try to support him, but I'm like, hey, you know, if I start to think of starting to do my own thing, then I'm going to go do my own thing, right? Because at that point, he was ready to leave. And I'm like, I came out here to California with you, but I never came here for you. Right. That was a difference. Um, and, you know, I'm a very independent, strong individual. So the one thing that I I I am super duper grateful for is that I got to experience all of California. Right. And, um, you know, so we landed in L.A. No, we actually landed in Ukiah which is a very small town about three hours north of San Francisco. Right, yeah. You know, so that was my first experience in California where the town was like this big. It was this big old thing. Right, right. And the population's like 40,000. Wow. And I'm stressing the fuck out, right? Like we need to meet some people. And um, so we ended up going back and forth to LA. So we would go from LA to Ukiah like three, three times a week, driving back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, all right, if we're on the road three days out the week, seven, you know, all of this driving, I need to meet somebody. (laughs) I need connections, right? Right. 
So you I know, think I know where you're going with this. My <laughs> thing was I wanted to meet people, right? I also, you know, your network is your network. Of course, right. And yeah. and the way I thought about it, Isaac, is I, I would rather meet a good woman who can introduce me to good guys as opposed to meeting a dude in these areas whose intentions might not be as pure. Right. You know, especially being the only person out here, you know, things could go left very fast. So I can kind of filter out women. You know, I can tell you if you're good for me, if you're not, and if you're good, then I think you would introduce me to good people. That was just my mindset behind it. So I ended up getting on Tinder. There you go, right? All right, all right, I'll let her go now. How did you figure that out about finding out good women? Like, where did that filter come from? Um. So you know how girls got the friend zone thing? Oh, they could put people in the friend yeah, zone? Yeah. I will friend zone a female before they even think they'll put me in the friend zone, right? It's just, you know, what I have all sisters. I have aunts. Oh, there you go. I have a lot of girl friends, mm-hmm. you know? Me doing security, being a lot mm-hmm. of people and being able to read people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, me knowing the kind of person that I am, I know that I can... All right, we on Blitzseeker, right? We speak... I know I can say whatever I want to say and get in your drawers. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if I play the, the cool role and just keep it at a friend's level, then, you know, maybe from there, I can see the kind of person you are. Are you just with me trying to trying to get with me? Or are you really trying to, you know, help me build? Because you know that I'm out here and I'm just trying to figure some things out. So right, that's right. how I kind of just kind of filtered it out a little bit and you know, Tinder was weird, bro. Plenty. <laughs> don't try to make a network off of Plenty of Fish because everybody I met off of that was fucking weirdos. Uh, uh, but Tinder is like, is like I, the cat. They should call it Plenty of Catfish. That's what they should. Yeah, call it. yeah. <laughs> it bad, man. And yeah. you know, I had a friend in LA too who actually opened her doors to me and my boy. And you know, she was somebody that I knew from from Brooklyn. So I thought it was going to be great, a great opportunity. But even she was like bad shit crazy. She was like, yo, I want you to be my man. I want this. I want that. I'm like, hell no. I'm here. I don't even know anybody. Like, no, 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 no. I got to go to Ukiah. Like, I'm out of here. Right? So we would, you know, that was another thing just, just to be able to get out the house. And, you know, I'll, I'll let her go and then okay. we'll bring we'll, it back. Together. We'll go back to April 2016. So go ahead, Casey. Yeah. So, you know, um, my cousin, one of my closest cousins, um, she was on Tinder and she was like, you should try it. And for me, I'm a little bit more old school. I was like, no, I just rather meet someone like the normal way, yeah, you know, like out, yeah. out. And then um, she, and then she pointed out that the girl, my brother was dating at the time they met on Tinder, his best friend that, you know, who's also like a little brother to me, the girl he was dating at the time met on Tinder. My other cousin, the girl that I was just talking to, having a good time at my third birthday party, she mentioned, guess what? They met on Tinder. And then I was like, so is everyone on Tinder? She was like, <laughs> yep. She yeah. was like, let me cut you a deal. Try it out for two weeks. And if you don't like it, then you can just stop. She said, yeah. what's two weeks going to hurt? Mm-hmm. And knowing myself, I was like, no one's going to meet me in two weeks because I'm, I'm like, I I'm like, you know, when people screen their calls, I'm that's exactly how I am with any kind of social media app. So I was like, you know, I was like, okay, fine, two weeks. And she was literally checking with me every single day. Were you on it? Did you swipe? Did you follow anyone? Uh, did you talking to anyone? 
You had a Tinder yes. field trainer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then so it was literally the night. Okay, so now it's almost two weeks. So I'm like, look, okay, it's almost two weeks. I'm probably going to delete this. Um, and it was the night before I was going to start my new job. I was a little nervous. So I was like, you know what? I couldn't sleep. Let me pass the time. Let me go on Tinder, right? Yeah, cool, right. That's fine. <laughs> so I'm like just literally looking. And to be honest, I'm like swiping left on like everyone. No, right. no. And me. then there was one. <laughs> and then, there, there he was. I get on his profile and I see it. I was like, okay. <laughs> I read, I forgot what his bio said. Hey. But yeah. it was something, it was a little yeah. something, a little sarcastic, a little smirky. And that's kind of like my personality. I was just like, okay, that's a little funny. That's a little fun. Okay. So, and then I'm a, I'm a sports girl. Basketball, football, baseball, hockey. I watch it all. And he had sports gear on and he was yeah. at a sporting event. So I was like, oh, well, hey, that's. Let's go Brooklyn. No bandwagon <laughs> riders. Hey, these are Tinder <laughs> tips too, by the way. <laughs> Guys out there, you should be taking notes right now. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, and then I figured he must be a New Yorker, right? And I was like, okay, well, if anything, Maybe it'll just be a friend because I actually wanted to always go to New York and I was just like, man, he'll just be like a little tour guide. Who cares? Right? There you go. So, and then, so I actually, for the first time, I'm going to actually like swipe right, whatever, and my app crashes. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I don't know if that registered or not. Oh, well. Yeah. So I go back on there and then within like a couple, you know, swipes. He pops up again. So I was like, yeah. oh, it must not have registered, right? Yeah. So I swipe right again. My app crashes. And I was like, you know what? I'm sticking as a sign. Yeah. I'm done. I go to bed, set my alarm, and the next day, and then the, literally the next morning I wake up. Guess what? There's a message from who? There he is. Jumping in the DMs, baby. <laughs> it's a man, like, you know, right? The thing, the, now, the thing with Tinder is like location is everything, mm -hmm. right? If I was in LA, who who knows? I probably wouldn't have registered, right? But I was like pinging. I was, I was, I had Tinder active my whole drive, right? <laughs> but I think it was like 2 a.m. in the morning, man. And I was on, I was in Ukiah just on a couch. Right. Um, and just, you know, swiping. And then I, you know, I seen him pretty, pretty young thing, you know, and, um, you know, I, I just, I swiped and, uh, you know, from there, the rest is pretty much history, man. <laughs> you know? Um, and so, so since you guys were in two different locations, when was your first meetup? Like what city, where was it at? That, that was, a, that's a whole. See now that that's, that's a whole nother story in itself too, because at those times it was like, you know, Memorial Weekend was coming up. I had friends coming to visit me. So I was going, I was going back and forth to LA a lot. And we were just messaging. But the cool thing from my perspective is that, you know, from the day that we started speaking, we were just talking every day. And, you know, Casey, she never really asked me too much about what I had going on, you know, who I was living with. She, it was nothing like that. I was just like, yo, like I'm out here. Yeah, I'm, I'm living somewhere. I don't want to be here, but, you know, um, it just is what it is right now. And, um, you know, she was just a friend, right. you know, and not only was she a friend, she was somebody that, you know, was providing value in, in the terms of, cause I was, as, as my friend and I started to kind of drift everything that in my head was like, get back into real estate, get back into real estate. 
So I started to make the moves to get back to real estate and law of attraction. I was like, I want to meet somebody who's in real estate. So when, when we connected, it was like, holy shit. So, you know, she was giving me some game from other perspectives and, you know, your associations is everything. So she immediately became like my association. And, um, you know, so, uh, I was in party mode for a lot of times and we was trying to link up every time I was out here on this side or I mean on that side of the bay, but it just didn't work because the way life was set up, we had to get in and get out, you know, and um, I'm kind of glad it worked out that way because if I would have met her at the time we originally invited her down to LA, we wouldn't be right here. You know, she would have saw me in my, in my, in, in my, in my element. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of cool because the way it worked out, it allowed you guys to get to know each other and be friends yeah. before. Because most Tinder dates is like the next day or whatever, they're already like not right. getting to know each other as a friend level with something else, right? right. <laughs> and so that's probably why those usually don't work out. But the cool thing was that you guys actually were forced to talk and get to know each other. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me like the conversation just flowed from the beginning. Is that, is that how it went? Yeah, so the next day I messaged him back um, and surprisingly my employer was not totally prepared for my first day. So I was literally sitting at my desk bored. And to be honest, my whole eight hour shift was spent talking to him. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Like literally message after message after message. He must have been driving or something or a passenger. <laughs> for eight hours he was Nah, I, I was just bored too. <laughs> I, I, I learned I learned very quickly to try not to 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 text and drive, especially on the West Coast. Because oh, yeah. those eighteen, those truckers, man, it's different. Yeah. What what yeah. freeway would you take? Was it ninety nine uh, from you? Um, so I was doing you know one on one. Okay. One on one, five eighty, I five, four ten. All over. And then, yeah, going all the way up to like Redding, California on the I 5. Like, Corning. I was Oregon. Man, yeah. I was up there. Yeah, you're up there. That Redding is up, up there. there. It was beautiful, though, man. It, the, the scenery, just, you know, the, the, the open the open land, it really just allowed me to think while I was driving. I was doing 97% of the driving. Wow. You know? So I have a question. I, because, you know, it is kind of crazy to go from Brooklyn to Ukiah, you know, of all places. Like, what was your thought of what California was going to be? And then what was your thought when you got to Ukiah? <laughs> so, so now here's the thing. Um, people who've never been to New York think of New York one way, right? And vice versa. Right. So us, never me being never, never being in New York, I mean, never being to California, all I thought about was earthquakes, Compton, <laughs> everything was going to be like minister society, <laughs> you know, but when I got to, even when, so when I got to Ukiah, I, I didn't know what to expect. It was just yeah. like, all right, but I enjoyed the mountains, the deer, the, you know, just the small town part of it, but I knew I could not stay there. I'm not a small town boy, right? right? But then when I got to LA, I thought LA was literally like a block long, but LA is huge. It's humongous. Yeah. And it's beautiful. So, you know, it, it really expanded my mindset in terms of you don't know what it what's out there until you get there. Exactly. So so you, you never you guys never mentioned it, but what was your first meetup? Where did you guys meet up the first time? 
or is this like top secret? <laughs> it, was, it was playoffs okay. during 2015. Is that what, when I came over? No, because I had pulled up. When oh, I, was, yeah. I was on my, so now it was another driving situation. I was like, no, I gotta meet her. I have to meet her tonight. So we pulled up, like, I think we was on our way to like Sacramento or something, you know, um, we pulled up. She told me exactly where the house was. Look for the for the for the car that looked like a Batmobile. I was like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, I got a I got a smoke gray Camaro. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I like this. And um, we get there. She comes out and she just gives me this big ass bear hug. And at that moment, I was like, damn, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm I'm locked in. I was locked in. She closed you. Yeah, yeah it was a close. It was a close right there. She. She came out and just gave me the biggest hug in the world, man. And, uh, you know, it felt good, though. It felt real good. And, um, you know, I didn't know if it was going to last or not or whatever the case was. But, you know, it was it was definitely worth it. It was all worth it. And um, the first time I actually came over, it was playoffs, right? Game seven, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, game, game, game wanna, seven. Cleveland versus the Warriors. Final oh. game seven. Oh my goodness, that was hilarious! Is that when Kyrie <laughs> hit that shot? When Kyrie hit the shot, when oh, LeBron man. hit the block, yeah, it was it was bananas, man. Um, okay, I remember that one. Yeah, that that shit was funny because I'm I'm neither a, a Cleveland fan fan or a Warriors fan, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch the game, and you know she invited me over, so me thinking that she was just like coming from a regular Asian culture. I didn't know what to expect, bro. I thought I was going to have the stereotypes all hey, through my head. Open, man, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's Warriors territory right there. Yeah, man. And then, you know, I thought that I was just going to go into like a, a traditional Asian style home. I thought I was going to have to take my shoes off at the door, you know, like everything stereotypical. I thought, yeah. I thought that her father was gonna be like, "What do you want with my daughter?" Yeah, no. That kind of thing. And That's I was like, ah. but, but you know, I walked in there, man. It was all love, man. Everybody showed me love. Everybody was cool. But the game was on, so everybody was drinking. Everybody's yeah. drinking Hennessy. I'm okay. like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And then they lost. Oh, yeah. That shot the block. Everybody, everybody got quiet, and I. <laughs> I kept it in though. I kept it in. <laughs> I didn't want to get jumped. Yeah. Man, that's that East Bay, Bay Area, Warriors love, man. So uh yeah. So what happens after that? So you guys meet, you guys click. What's what's next? Yeah, we click. Um <laughs> and to be honest, he does go back to he he did go back to LA. Well, let's just say he didn't go back for long. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, it from there, um, I actually had a buy one, get one free plane ticket only to, from the Bay Area to Hawaii. Um, and in my early 20s, I had spent six years here in Hawaii um, and adversities. I had to move back, but I always went, I always at least went back to Hawaii at least once a year. Um, and, and it was just so happened this year, nobody wanted to go with me. I was like, nobody wants to go with me this year? I was like, why? 
I probably was like, it's free. And they're like, no, nah, I don't want to go to Hawaii. You can't go. And I was just like, man. So I asked him, I was like, have you been to Hawaii? And he was like, nope. <laughs> okay, well, uh, when's your birthday? <laughs> you want to go to Hawaii for your birthday? Is your agent going to stop you from going? Mind you. I'm in I'm in LA in in the in the crib with the loco in La Cabeza, yeah. right? And I'm on the phone and she's like, "Yo, is there anything that's gonna stop you from going to to Hawaii?" And I looked I looked at this girl. I said, "Hell no, <laughs> we out." <laughs> you know? No, but you know, at that point too, I was like, "Why? Why do you even want to do that? You don't even know me, right?" You know, and, and Casey, she she was just like, yo, look, you know, in times you just got to take chances. So you can either say um, no, thank you. Or you can say, yes, I'll be there. And I said, yes, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that, that, that was a beautiful thing, man. That was a that was a moment, man. And um, where was that? What year was that? Uh, this was. 2016. September, September 2016. A whole year later. Wow. And uh, while I'm gone, adversities was happening in LA. Mm -hmm. uh, meaning, like the my my friend, he still stood in LA, kind of like waiting for me to get back. And you know, we flew back into Oakland. So what ended up happening was my friend and the 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 girl who let us stay in her house they ended up getting into a fight oh, and they're calling me. They're both calling me, calling me, calling me. And I'm like, first and foremost, none of this is supposed to be happening. Like why y'all, you're a man. She's a female. Like right. why y'all even fighting? And then I'm hearing the argument and then the girl smacks him oh, over the phone. Now I know that the guy I was with is, is crazy. Like yeah. bonafide, not all there. And I had to calm him down. And I'm like, bro, don't do it because we're in L.A. You don't want to go to jail in L.A. County. Yeah. Especially for some domestic violence stuff that you could easily, you know, back out of right now. So just pack your shit and get out the house. Right. He said, right. I'm already gone. I packed everything. I left. And I said, all right, thank you. Mm. I call her to calm him down. And I'm like, yo, hey, man, you know, just calm down. She's like, oh, no, he left already. That was it. He left. I said, okay, so why are you still mad? What are you still mad at? He's gone. No, but you don't understand. La, 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 la. So you got to pick a side. Is it my side or his side? And I'm like, come on, don't do that now. Oh, wow. Don't make me pick a side because I'm going, I'm out of spite. I'm going to pick a, pick the side that you don't want me to pick. Right. right. And I was like, don't make me pick a side. But you know, at that point, I think I thought everything was kind of cool. And then the very next morning, I got a million phone calls, a million text messages. Uh, she's at work at this time, right? And it's like, yo, no, fuck that. You got to pick a side, X, Y, Z, da, da, da. If you're with me, if you're not with me, you're against me. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm against you then. She's like, well, come get your shit. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to come get it in like two, three days. No, get your shit right now. I'm like, fuck. I'm in Bay Area. I'm, I don't got no car, no nothing. So I call Casey and I'm like, yo, Casey, like, I got to go to LA like right now. And she's like, all right, I'm going to leave work. Mind you, she just got this job. She's like, I'm going to leave work and I'm going to take you to the, to the Greyhound. So I get on the Greyhound. She's like, look, you can come back here, but whatever you come back with, make sure you leave it all, leave all the negative negativity yeah. in LA. Leave all the drama in LA. Like, 
Yeah, I, I was just like, what negativity? Like that yeah, that's how good it was. Yeah. So I got all my shit, put it somewhere else <laughs> to, to, to just hold it down. And then I was on the next thing coming back to uh, to Oakland. And uh, I was just like, you know, and, and the cool thing was, you know, right before that happened, I was telling her, like, yo, I don't want to go back to LA. Like, it's not for me. It's the mindset, the people that I'm around, I don't want to be there. Yeah. And you know, she was telling me that I didn't have to. So, you know, what, what happened next was, you know, started getting back into the real estate in the Bay Area. What you know, part of LA were you in? I was in um, North Hollywood. North Hollywood, okay. North that Hollywood. could be pretty bad too, because I lived in LA for 10 years, so I know the whole area, yeah. but I lived in West Covina and Diamond Bar, so I was like- North Hollywood, the first place in my whole life, it was the first time I ever got called it, a nigger. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wait, did that just happen? <laughs> it's like, holy shit. That no more. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. Like, yeah. but you know, it is what it is, man. You know, yeah. So now you guys are back in Oakland. So, so did so did you have your own place, Casey, at the time you guys moved in together? No, I was still living in the family house with my kid. I had my parents and my brother. Oh, wow. And I was, what was funny was because as I was going to work throughout the, um, you know, during the week, Mike was actually connected with my mom because oh, wow. my mom was already, my parents were already retired. So. And they loved me. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, like, which was, you know, I didn't really know because I was at work. I didn't really know what was um, happening while I was at work because when I would come home, you know, we would, you know, make dinner or whatever, but my parents are kind of ones that stick, stay to themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they would just, you know, be, do their own thing, be in their room, kind of watch their own, um, you know, Filipino shows and whatnot. And I remember when Mike was kind of debating, you know, what he, where he wants to live, what he wants to do. My mom actually was the one who asked him why, why would he want to leave our house? Oh. And so technically my mom had him, she recruited me. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. That was the end of part one. Part two comes out next Monday, 9 a.m. Please stay tuned. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next one comes out.